listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast. Hey, today we celebrate a heart for serving. How many of you are thankful that we have a heart for serving here at DCC? Amen. Over, over the month of November, hundreds of DCCers have served on various serve projects all over, and we've had 17 different teams serving this community and surrounding communities in, in various ways. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Listen to that. Let us think of ways. That's what we've done. Over the, the, the past decade and a half, uh, or we, we've, we've just tried to think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And, and we want to celebrate what God has done through you today. So I want you to check out this video. And would you praise God for all that he has accomplished through our church family? And I know that there were many more projects that we didn't have a film crew there to, to record, but man, we appreciate you guys, and we want to appreciate all of you right now. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to name off some of the projects, and, um, and when I call out that particular project, if, if you think you were involved, I want you to stand up, okay? Some of them can get a little confusing, but if you think you were involved, we, we want to appreciate you right now. So for our 2021 serve projects, first one I want to make mention of, there was some yard maintenance for um, a single mother in our church and, and her widowed mom that lives with her. If you were part of that crew, if you were part of that team, I want you to stand right now. Yes. Thank you guys, thank you so much. For the team that went out and replaced flowers at the cemetery, if you would stand. Yes, thank you, thank you. 
And the ones that replace the military flags at the cemetery, if you, if you were on that team, I want you to stand. Yes, yes, tremendous. Thank you. Thank you. And I know, I know John running cameras in the back. He was a part of that team too, and we appreciate you guys. Um, the roadside beautification, which is trash pickup, if you were part of the teams that were picking up trash along the roadside, if you would, I want you to stand right now. I know some of them were in first service. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Tremendous. Those that did yard maintenance for a disabled widow in Gilchrist County, uh, that was part of the Leggetts. They, they had a team over there. Are there anyone, is there anyone in the room that was part of that team? Yes, thank you. Great work. Great work. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And those that were at uh, the historic Newberry District cleanup, they did a lot of mulching in one of the downtown parks. Um, I know some of them were in first service, but if there was anyone in this, yes, thank you guys so much. Yep, great job, great work. Those that were responsible for doing the pressure washing in downtown Newberry, if you're in the room, please stand. We will appreciate you anyway. Yep, yep. Those that did the, the cemetery headstone cleaning, I know there were a large group of them in first service, but if you were part of the headstone cleaning, um, there's a science to it, and they have figured out the right chemicals. If you're part of that team, would you stand? Yes, thank you so much. Great work, great work. And then we had a large volunteer base for the parents' night out here last Friday night where they were babysitting so parents could go out. If you were part of that, I want you to stand. For the parents' night out. Yes. Yep. Thank you, guys. Y'all had such a great turnout of volunteers. I was blown away when I came by. Um, and, uh, you know, usually in, in children's ministry, you have to play zone coverage. And one person kind of covers a group of kids, you know. They, they were double teaming these kids. They had so many volunteers. It was fantastic. Great, great turnout for that. This one's always special to me. Those that were, were uh, responsible for the free oil change for the widows and single mothers. If you're in the room, I want you to stand. Those that were helping. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Tremendous work. Tremendous work. And then uh, for those that, that were doing some handiwork and some yard work and different maintenance uh, for one of our widows here in the church, I know Jake Meacham was heading up that team. If you were a part of that team, would you stand? Yep. Thank you, guys. Great work. Great work. Yep. Um, and, and then those that were responsible for the, the cemetery cleanup. I mean, you were just yard debris, raking, so many leaves, hundreds of bags. If you were on that team, would you stand? Yes. Great work. Great work. Let, let me say something to all of you that worked in the cemetery because it's... it's, it's and I know our projects in the cemetery, every year we're adding new projects to the cemetery. Tell them about it, buddy. Um, every year we're adding projects there. And it, it is dear to my heart. For years, for years I've been stressing to you that the number one day of the year that cemeteries are visited by family members is Thanksgiving. And... I did good in first service. I'm sorry. Thanksgiving evening, I went to the cemetery to visit my father's grave. And I looked around and was just blown away by how great the cemetery looked. It does not go in vain. It does not go in vain. 
And on behalf of all the families that visited the cemetery, I want to say thank you to all of you that served. It's a tremendous service, and you'll never get the true appreciation for it, but they notice. I promise you that they do. There were also two separate teams preparing foster uh, family freezer meals. And if you were on those two teams, two different homes, and we had teams at both of those houses preparing those meals, if you were a part of that, I want you to stand. Yes, great work. Great work. Also, last Sunday we had the community table where all of the community and different churches came together and we had two teams that were there. The first one is those that were there to, to prep and serve the food. If you were a part of that team, would you stand now? Those that were part of community table prep and serving. Thank you so much. Yes, you guys were great. Served hundreds of people and then we had the co community table cleanup. Those that, that showed up just to clean up and move the chairs and tables and all that. If you were on that team, would you please stand? All right, good deal, good deal. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And then this one's always very unique. Um, our Destiny Kids, random acts of kindness. I'm so glad that our children are in the room so we can appreciate them too. Um, if you were part of last Saturday's Destiny Kids, random acts of kindness, I want you to stand, but I want you to stay standing. Just stand right now. All of you, parents and children, if you were part of that, just stand, but stay standing for me, if you will. We had a lot of them in first service also. Let me talk. While they're standing, let me tell you what they did. They created military care packages, and we sent them to uh, all of the, the, those that are serving right now that are uh, part of our church family, and there's a long list of them. We pray over them in staff meeting every Tuesday, and they sent care packages to them and their families. There were blessing bags that were created for the homeless. Uh, they uh, created appreciation cards and donuts for Alachua County Sheriff's Office, appreciation cards and cookies for ER nurses at North Florida Regional, Shands, and the VA Hospital. They also created care packages for underprivileged kids in Mississippi that are living below poverty level. And we found out about these kids through an organization called Global Outreach International. Is Yes, there he is. And Trey is the man back there. Trey, raise your hand, man. Wave at me. This guy right here, let me tell you, let me tell you. This kid took it on himself to help. Uh, raise money for, for clean water projects that, that are happening in, in Africa, I believe is where they're at. And, and he, it wasn't necessarily through our church, but many of you gave towards that. And, and this guy just inspired others. I mean, even other families said, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for a well or we'll do this. We'll, we'll pay for a kiosk. And, and, and through that, through his, his vision for that, we came across this Global Outreach International and, and through that found out about these children in Mississippi that are living way below poverty level. And so Destiny Kids were able to put together some care packages for them. And then uh, the, the, the last project that they worked on last Saturday was the, the Kindness Rocks. It's rock painting and they left them in parks and various places for people to find and be encouraged and blessed. And it's just a unique project and uh, so practical, so practical. Let everyone that was involved and all of the Destiny Kids Random Acts of Kindness, let them know how much you appreciate them. You represented us well. Thank you, guys. Thank you. 
And we still have one team. We still have one team that will be serving at the Sierra Pregnancy Center. They're going to be doing some, some uh, maintenance around the building and some yard work there. And unfortunately, the day that they were scheduled, the weather was really bad that day. And, and then uh, there were other things conflicting with the makeup days. So they're still going to be going out. Pastor Andrew is leading that team. And um, if you're serving on that team and you're here, just stand. I, w- I want to see. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you in advance. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing and, uh, great reports and seeing some pictures. And then we're ending the month so strong with BioTree Change a Life. So many people that, that make it possible. There's the build-out and the decorating of the tent, uh, those that unloaded trees, those that worked at the event and continue to work at the event, selling trees, uh, those that were cashiers, tree trimmers, loaders. Um, maybe they served hot chocolate or, and cookies, popcorn, they helped with security. If you have already served at the Back Cow Tent or you are going to serve this week, you're on the schedule to serve this week, I want you to stand. We want to appreciate you right now. Yes, tremendous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and I, I cannot go past this without saying a very special thanks to Mark and Rachel Woodstuff. I know Mark is preparing for, for sales today, but um, Rachel, you and your whole family, you guys, y'all are rock stars, man. You're, you're tremendous, and we could not do it without you. Thank you for your heart for Buy a Tree, Change a Life. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Yeah. So... I, I am not a novice at this, and I recognize that my time is very limited with the children in the room, and so I want to keep this simple, yet I, I want it to be inspiring for us as a church family also, because I believe God's given me a word today, and I, here's what I would ask our children to do. So many of you are sitting up straight, and you're paying attention, and that's great. Some others are coloring, and you know that's great too. Whatever you're doing right now in this moment to stay quiet, it's perfect. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Whatever you're doing. How many of you would agree with me that we are a serving church? Amen? We are a serving church. We love to serve. It's what we do. We are a serving church. There's no denying that we are a serving church. We serve our community. We, we serve our schools. We serve our guests. We serve our church family. We serve each other. And, and we serve orphans and missionaries around the world. Um, we are just a, a church that is really good at serving. It's, it's one of our, our strong uh, uh, suits with us. We are strong at serving And we take our mandate from Christ when he said in Mark 10 and 45, he said, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And and, and so we look at that, that, that Christ came to serve, not to be served, and that becomes a mandate for us. That, that we don't want to be served. We, we want to extend the hand of Christ. We want to be the hand of Christ extended. And, and we want to serve. And if you're new to DCC, if, if you're new here and, and, and you're not involved yet, just know that serving is at the heart of this church. It's, it's part of our DNA. It's who we are. Stick around here long enough and you too just might feel compelled to serve. But, but I do recognize what happens when we serve. Because w- when you serve other people, if you're not careful, you, you might become weary in doing so. It doesn't matter if you're serving in a church. It doesn't matter if you're volunteering at a school. Uh, even serving the people that live in your household. When you serve other people, there's an opportunity that you might become weary in doing so. Because burnout is a real thing. Has anyone in the room besides me ever experienced burnout before? 
Burnout is a real thing, it, and it happens to the best of us. It, uh, I, I experienced it a little bit this past Monday. Uh, this past Monday morning, I was running around picking up a few last-minute supplies on a list that, that Mark Woodstuff sent me for Buy a Tree, Change a Life, and I was just picking up a few little things from hardware stores and different places. And um, Mark called me, and he said, hey, I'm supposed to do an interview with TV20 at 1030. And the tent's supposed to open at noon. And, and I thought, okay. And he said, I, I've got to work. He said, they're sending me out of town. He said, I can't, I can't be there. He said, I won't be able to be there until later this evening. And I said, no problem, Mark. I'll take care of it. And I went to the, to the Biotree Change of Life tent. And I got everything opened up. Got all the lights turned on. You know, we hadn't tr- sold one tree yet. Everything is still, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It smells great in there. TV 20 shows up. I'm in the middle of doing this interview and I look out the side wall of the tent, and, and a family is walking up. And I, I looked at them, and I said, we're not open yet. Sorry, you'll have to come back at noon and, you know, get out, you know, that kind of thing. I didn't say it quite like that. I mean, it was a little bit nicer than that. But, but nevertheless, I mean, I'm being interviewed. I mean, come on, you know. And so they, left. they came back later. They were fine. Everything was cool. But um, I finished the interview, and right as I'm finishing the interview, there's two families walking up. And... And I, I'm really, I'm by myself in this moment. I'm going, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, I've got, and, and so I told him, I said, I'll help you the best I can. Just look around, walk around, look around. And before noon, before we even opened up, I think we had already sold two or three trees. And, and for the next three hours, it was just steady. I mean, one tree after another. And, and, and we, we were just, we were busting it. I mean, it. And we got to the end of the day, and I was, I was exhausted. I was. I was exhausted. And, and I thought to myself at the end of the day, what have I done? Like, what have I got myself into? 300 trees? How are we going to do this? I mean, it's just exhausting. And, and what happens is when you find yourself in a situation like that, it's easy to become burnt out. It's, it's like an athlete that has trained their whole life at a particular sport but then in that one moment, they fall out of love with the game. They fall out of love with the, with the sport, and, and they're burnt out. And, and we, too, even as Christians, we, too, must be careful of burnout. Maybe, maybe, church, maybe this is why the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians at the church in Galatia, in Galatians 6 and 9, and he said, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. He said, Don't grow weary in doing good. And I know, I know that in my own life, I have recognized a few reasons why I grow weary when trying to do good. I'm going to share from my own personal life, my own personal experiences. If you can relate, great. But, but here's some of the reasons why I know that I burn out. The first one is when you don't get to see the rewards. When you don't get to see the, the rewards. We live in such a, an instant society. We, we want the immediate results right away. And, and, and sometimes we just don't get to see the rewards of it. And often in the kingdom of God, we don't get to see those immediate rewards. And it's tough. And throughout the past 15 years of, of DCC's existence... We've given away hundreds of thousands of dollars to orphans and missionaries around the world. And, and for most of us in the room, if not all of us, with some of the projects we've taken on, we will never see the rewards of that here. We just won't. We will never see what we have accomplished through funding different projects around the world and, and blessing children around the world. Uh, through our financial support, we have cared for the unborn. We, we have 
financially, we have spoke loud and clear about our feelings about abortion and, and fighting for the unborn. We have, we have blessed single moms with foster children, and, and we, don't get to, we don't always get to see those results and, and, and how we're, we're blessing people. And, and if you're not careful, when you don't get to see the results, it can lead to burnout. But there's, there's another reason why I, I feel like I burn out sometimes, and, and maybe you can relate to this. It's when we, when we feel unappreciated. It, it happens when we feel unappreciated. It happens on our jobs. It happens in our homes. It happens in the church. Wherever you're serving others, sometimes it can feel like you're, you're not appreciated, and, and when that happens, it can lead to burnout. It never fails every year, every year, every event. Every free, there's the key word right there, keep that just, just on the front of your mind. Every free community event that we do as a church, there's always that one person that shows up and they want to complain about something. Maybe you've been the volunteer that, were, that you were on the receiving end of that. I've heard it numerous times throughout the years at different serve projects or, or different community uh, uh, events that we've hosted. And, and there's that one person that they, they show up at this free event and they're like, hot dogs and chips, that's all we get? I want to lay hands on them so quick. Not, 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 not punch them. I want to pray for them. You know, just, oh, Jesus. No, I want to, I want to lay them out. Like, seriously? It's a free event. You don't have to eat our hot dogs. You don't have to eat our chips. You don't have to drink our free water. Matter of fact, there's a hose around the corner. You don't get one, you know. Yeah. People show up and they, they complain about the candy or the music or whatever it is. And you're like, it's a free event. And it's so hard sometimes when you feel unappreciated. It's so hard sometimes not to, to lash out or to, 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 to tell them like it is. But, but trust me, church, we can't do that. We can't do that. This feeling of being unappreciated, it can stress a mom out. Any moms in the room can, can relate to that? Okay, only one's being honest right now. Any moms in the room, when you feel unappreciated, it can stress you out. To, to some of the, the men in the room, I know when we feel unappreciated, it can lead us into depression. We don't, we'll never admit it. We've never been depressed. But it can, it will lead us there. And, and it can cause even a church volunteer to quit when they feel unappreciated. But the third one is probably the one that stands out the most to me because this is the one that, that, that gets me and I forget, I forget. And it's simply this, when we forget grace and take mercy for granted. When I'm serving others and I forget grace and I take mercy for granted, it will lead to burnout. I want to quit. I don't want to do it. I'm done with these people. You know, I'm just like, Lord, send me somewhere else. I'm done. When I forget grace and I take mercy for granted. There's this parable that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 18. I'm going to read it really quick. And, and then I'm, we're going to sing one song and then we're going to get out of here. Because I know the, the children are ready. And if any of them say amen right now, I'm going to lay hands on them. Um. <laughs> Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 33, Jesus tells this parable. It's a story that he makes up to try and share a heavenly principle. And, 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 and listen, listen to, to this story and, and, and what Jesus is trying to convey. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. 
When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will repay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, here it is, you wicked servant. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you. Church, this is what happens when we forget grace and we take mercy for granted. When we forget grace and we take mercy for granted, our hearts become calloused and we begin to grow weary and well-doing. When we forget grace and we take mercy for granted, we will no longer see people for the creation that they are. And, and, and what happens many times is we will begin to judge. We, we will begin holding others in contempt for what we should have been convicted of, but we forgot that we were once in their situation. That's what happens when you forget grace and you take advantage of the mercy that's been given for you. When you Fail to see people as I was once you. I was once where you were. Listen, the darkest of sinners without Christ. Me without Christ. I was in the same boat, the same situation. They're not any deeper in sin than I was. We were both separated from Christ. And when I fail to see people that way, I hold them in contempt for what I should have been convicted of. And through this process, I forget of, for, of what Christ did for me. Through that, th through, through holding people in contempt and, and looking down my nose at others and, and not being willing to serve with a, a gracious heart, it's in those moments that I fail to see humanity and I find it easier to serve humanity when I wake up every day and I realize these three things right here. I get it right when I, when I realize these three things. I can serve humanity when I, when I know this. When I wake up every day and, and I think to myself, he forgave me when I was unforgivable. Jesus forgave me when I was unforgivable. When I realized that he served me when I didn't deserve it. And when I realized that he died for me while I was killing him. When I can remember those three things, I can wake up every day and I can serve humanity. And when, when I remember those three things, I can, I can go through my day and I can, if that's on the forefront of my mind, I, I can accomplish more for the kingdom of God. I can put up with more junk. I, I can listen to more criticism. I can take all the mishaps that come with serving if, if. I will just remember those things that he forgave me when I was unforgivable, that he served me when I did not deserve it, and that he died for me while I was killing him. And if I can just wake up every day and if I can just remember those things, then I 
can see humanity through the lens of grace and mercy. I'm forced to see humanity through a different lens when I remember grace and value what mercy did for me. Now let me, let me close with this. The one thing that everybody in this room has the ability to do is serve. Everybody in this room, we all have the ability to serve. There's not one person, young and old, we all have the ability to serve. Some, it may look like in greater capacities than others, but we all have the ability to serve. Every single one of us. You might not be a great public speaker, but you can serve. You might not be a great musician or a great singer, but you can serve. And I've heard some of you sing. You can still serve somewhere else, but not, not on the praise team. You might not be a skilled carpenter, but you can serve. We can all serve. Every single one of us, we can serve. And, and, and what I love about serving is that serving, church, serving is the great equalizer. It'll bring those that are, that are on the platform, those that are at the top, those that others have put on a pedestal, serving will bring them down to reality. And those that feel like they're the scum of the earth, those that feel like they're so low in life, serving will make them feel valuable once again. It is the great equalizer of humanity. And Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. It's the example that he set for every one of us. He set this example for us to be servants. It is servant leadership at its finest when we look at the example that Christ gave us. And here's my prayer for us is that we too would once again look at humanity, even those that are different than us. This is where it gets tough. Those that look different, think different, vote different. Those that we don't see eye to eye with. Listen, it, it, come on out today to the Buy a Tree Change of Life tent if you want to. All walks of life come through that tent. And there's ministry that's taking place in that tent. When you serve humanity through that lens of grace and mercy, you begin seeing people for the creation that they are. The world needs Jesus, church. The world needs Jesus, and he has enlisted us to be his representation to this world. I don't want to burn out. It's been a busy week, but I don't want to burn out. I want to know that every day that I wake up, I still have purpose in the kingdom of God. And that all comes down to me and how I look at mercy and how I view grace. That comes down to me. Because the reality is we're all jacked up, right? We're all messed up. Listen, if there's somebody next to you and, and they don't amen me when I say that, you need to elbow them as hard as you can in the ribs. We're all jacked up, amen? I thought that would get it out of you. 
the only thing that makes me not better, the only thing that saves me is knowing Jesus. That's it. And when I know Jesus, it has to produce something in me. We're, we're not saved because of our works. We're saved for works. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast. To learn more about DCC, including our service times and location, visit us at destinycommunitychurch.org.